Do you have people in your life that kind of drive you crazy? Maybe even make you unhappy, but you put up with it for various reasons. Maybe you've been putting up with it for a very long time. Well, in this episode, I want to talk about the 10 types of people that you should remove from your life if you want to enjoy it a lot more. I'm Larry Cornett, and this is Invincible Life. So I'm going to apologize. I just um, got back from a trip and picked up a cold, so my voice is a little funny. It's been uh, a rough few days, <laughs> but hey, I'm on the road to recovery. So this is issue number 62, 10 people to remove from your life and how doing this will improve your new year. We are coming to the end of 2023. Uh, December is going to be wrapping up in a few weeks and a whole new year will be beginning and it's a chance to change things. It's a chance to improve your life. Uh, the written version of this is at newsletter.invinciblelife.me. As I said, this is issue number 62. Um, so I am growing older. I'm in my uh, 50s, if you didn't know that. And getting older isn't all bad. I've already encountered many of what you would expect the positive aspects of aging are. Um, I'm a lot more calmer than I used to be. <laughs> uh, I'm less stressed. I have less anxiety, which is kind of nice. I used to have some anger issues when I was young. Um, I would say not a, not a good temper. And so I don't experience anger very often now. Overall, I'm just happier. I'm a lot happier with my life and how things are. And as I age, I'm becoming way more comfortable in my skin with who I am and I'm kind of rediscovering who I am and I'm feeling more confident about that, which I really enjoy. And finally wisdom starts kicking in. So all this experience over life that, uh, what works, what doesn't, you start to see the patterns emerging over and over again and being able to benefit from that is being able to leverage your wisdom. Right. And probably the biggest benefit is, uh, Hey, I'm still alive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the side effect of growing older, right? You, uh, you're still alive. And I have some friends who, uh, who didn't get a chance to experience this, but I've also discovered that aging has another really cool benefit. And that is, I no longer put up with unpleasant people in my life. And I used to, boy, oh boy. I used to put up with so many unpleasant people in my life uh, for most of my life, right? And I used to care a lot about what other people thought about me. I really wanted people to like me. I wanted to make people happy. 
I didn't like to make waves. I didn't like conflict. So I tried to avoid that. So I ended up absorbing a lot of the stress and kind of internalizing that from my interactions with people and from my relationships at work and my professional life and relationships in my personal life, friendships, right? Relationships with family. So a lot of that just ended up being swallowed and creating just a ball of stress and anxiety and unhappiness inside. However, as the years have gone by, I have increasingly stopped putting up with people who are a net negative in my life. So, I mean, there's always going to be those issues. I'm not saying that everything should be, you know, sunshine and puppies. I mean, that's human nature. We're not perfect people and we're not perfect people with each other. But you really want the people in your life to be a net positive. Some folks aren't. Some folks, if you look at everything and you weigh the positive and you weigh the negative, there's more negative of having those people in your life. So my inner circle, my really trusted inner circle that I spend the most time with, interact with, has shrunk. And it only includes the people whose company I enjoy. And being self-employed certainly has helped. And if you don't know, I'm a career and leadership coach. I'm a business coach. I do some life coaching. And I started doing this, being self-employed back in 2010. So it's been many, many years. That helped a lot, right? I'm sure a lot of the people that make your life a little unpleasant are people you work with, your managers, your coworkers. Uh, maybe customers who come into your business, you know, things like that. So being self-employed has certainly helped a lot. Uh, moving out of an urban area, we used to live in the Bay Area, and uh, before that we lived in Houston. So we've lived in some pretty large cities surrounded by tons of people. We moved. We got out of the city, we got out of the Bay Area, and we moved into the country. So we we live kind of remotely. We don't even live in a town anymore. That's been good too. That helps a lot. So I end up working remotely and I end up being home. And if I'm not home, I go out and do stuff I want to do. So that's really helped that I don't have to interact with people that, um, you know, could be an unpleasant influence in my life. And I've also kind of made a conscious effort over the years to just stop engaging with most of humanity. And I'm not trying to be super negative, but... I'm not the kind of person that enjoys the company of most people that I meet. So I'm pretty choosy with who I spend time with. And so some people may call me a misanthrope for that. Uh, Am I? You know, I I don't think so. I don't think I am. I think I just no longer have patience for unpleasant people who have an unpleasant impact on the precious little time I have left in this world. And as you grow older, you become very aware of your mortality. Uh, There's a quote from Keanu Reeves. It says, I'm at that stage in life where I stay out of discussions. Even if you say one plus one equals five, you're right, have fun. 
And that's kind of the way it is. I've done the same thing with social media. It's like, fine, you aren't going to change people's minds. There's no point in arguing with strangers. So I don't know. I've disengaged a bit and it's made life a little bit more peaceful. So I want to share 10 types of people, I guess I would say, that I think you should remove from your life if you can. I think we tolerate most of this behavior that I'm going to discuss for far too long. I know I did. So if you can be brave enough to eliminate your relationships with people like this, you're going to be surprised by how much more delightful your days become. So the the 10 people, and I'm going to go through each of these. One is the one-uppers. Two is the yum-yuckers. Three, the energy drainers. Four, the never reciprocators. Five, chronic complainers. Six, always blamers. Seven, the never enoughers. Eight, the boundary steppers. Nine, the never forgivers. And 10, the bad influencers in your life. I mean, life is too short, my friend. And uh, I just saw that somebody, um, pretty famous actor, probably many of you know, just died recently. He was 61 years old. And for some of you that might sound old, I can tell you as somebody in their 50s, 61 does not seem very far away and it doesn't seem very old. Um, we're living longer. I would hope that you'd have another 30, maybe even 40 years in your life, right? With the longevity improvements we're seeing. So life can be short and you don't have unlimited time and energy to accomplish what you want in life. If you're constantly being drained by interactions with people like that, people on that list of 10. Now, of course, if you're encountering this type of behavior in what I would consider a valuable relationship, you know, a family member or a close friend or your spouse or whatever, or if it's in a relationship, you simply just can't escape right now. You know, it could be your boss or a coworker. Try to address the issues. Try to improve things. Let people know how they're making you feel and see if you can improve it. Because if you can, if you can fix the issue and stay friends with this person, keep a relationship with them, that's what you want. That's a big win. And I know you can't always walk away from someone in your life as easily as you can block a negative person on social media. And I've been blocking a lot of people in the past few years. But even so, even if you can't, you may need to minimize the time you spend around them. And I know some folks who've done that with family members. And they're like, I love them. I have to see them occasionally, but I'm going to minimize the time because of how they make me feel. And my life is more valuable to me than, than putting up with that. So I want to dive into each one of these. So one is the one-uppers. So I don't know, do you have a friend who always tries to one-up everything you do? A friend or a family member? I used to have a few friends like this. I can think of them. <laughs> Some of my more distant family members were guilty of this too. No matter what story I shared or what accomplishment I had achieved and was talking about, they would react pretty much the same way every time. They'd say, oh yeah? 
that's nothing. Let me tell you about what I experienced last week. And so they would go into their story. Oh yeah, that traffic, that's nothing. Let me talk about this traffic jam that I experienced. Oh yeah, you were sick? That's nothing. Let me tell you about this time I was sick. Oh, you won that prize? Oh, that's nothing. Let me tell you about the prize I won. And they couldn't help themselves. They always had to top my story and tell a bigger story or a bigger thing they'd done. They always had to minimize my accomplishments. It's just happened with someone I wouldn't even consider a friend. It's just an acquaintance recently on social media where I shared something and like, oh yeah, that's nothing. Look at this trip I took. It's like, okay, why are you diving into my post and minimizing my experience so you can brag about yourself? It's ridiculous. And it's just these people feel like they have to show everyone how much more exciting their life is, how much more interesting they are, how great they are compared to everyone else. They always have to one-up you. And it grows old. It never feels good. Never feels good. I mean, it's not, that's not nice to do to people. So if someone is always trying to one-up your life, it's time to reconsider their presence in your life. I know I stopped spending time around these people. There's a few I just unfriended on social media. I'm like, I'm tired of this. You constantly have to do this to my uh, my post. And when they're gone, and I don't have to get their one-upmanship in my post anymore, <laughs> it's like the sense of relief, it's like a weight's lifted off your shoulders. It's tangible. So well, yeah, one-uppers. These are people that you might want to remove from your life. Two are the yum yuckers. These are people who yuck your yum. This behavior is so strange to me. It happens a lot to me. <clears throat> I don't know if it happens more to me than other people, my boy. Uh, my wife has noticed it. She's like, I don't know why people do that. Uh, it's happened in my real life, but it happens way more often on social media. Great old social media. You know, like I'll post, I post a lot of photos of food and drink that I have. I, I like food <laughs> and I like beautiful food, delicious food. I like to share photos of it. Yeah, I know. I know that makes me uh kind of a cheesy Instagram guy, but I'll post something and someone inevitably leaves a negative comment. Like I'll post a photo of the plate of sushi that we got at a restaurant. My wife and I would go out for sushi and I thought that was really pretty shared a photo and somebody says, ew, I hate sushi. It's like, why? <laughs> what the heck is wrong with you? Why would you say something like that on a post that someone shared? That's something that I clearly, I love sushi. And I was sharing a photo. I thought it was pretty. And you have to say, I hate sushi. I mean, what's the point of that? And it's happened so many times in my life. You know, I can remember someone coming up to me at work in the hallway and telling me they didn't like my shirt, my new shirt. It's like, why? What a mean thing to say. Uh, I remember a coworker mocking my car, the purchase I'd made. Oh, that was a dumb purchase. Uh, somebody, like I said, they always say something negative about the food I post. Like if I, I posted a photo of uh, Brussels sprouts that we roasted, which I love roasted Brussels sprouts. And they're like, I hate Brussels sprouts. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for making the, the effort to yuck my yum. Uh, somebody 
commented. They were like, oh, what's your favorite movie of all time? And I commented, they're like, that's a stupid movie. Same thing with like my favorite authors. And they're like, oh, I hate that author. It's like, okay, thanks. And I used to put up with it. You know, I'd either ignore, let it go by, or sometimes I would defend myself. I'm like, really? You know, it's like, this is why I like this author. It's like, what's, I don't. You know what I do now? I, I just block people. I'm done. I, I'm done. If someone's going to yuck my yum, especially a stranger or whatever, or even, you know, a, an acquaintance I barely know, it's like, I don't need this negativity in my life. So I just block them and move on with my life. I mean, it's like, you don't like what I post? You know what? I'll make it easy for you. You're blocked. Now you no longer have to see all the stupid stuff I post. It's a win-win. You win, I win, and you're no longer going to yuck my yum. Don't put up with it. Don't put up with it. If you love something and someone's, you know, pooping all over it, just get them out of your life. It's not worth it. Number three are the energy drainers. Oh man. Have you ever noticed how you feel just tired after interacting with some people? They're just always down. They're always negative and their energy brings you down too. They'll make you feel tired. They'll ruin your happy day or you spend so much time and energy trying to lift their spirits all the time that you're just weary after each interaction, all that emotional labor. And of course this happens to all of us from time to time. Sometimes we're down and it sure is nice when a good friend can make you feel better and tries to lift you up. However, some people are always negative. I mean, just always. Uh, I've known some people for decades and never known them to be anything but negative. And if you let them, they'll pull you down into that spiral of despair. You know, I, I know somebody that hates their boss. They hate their boss. They hate their boss, but they will do nothing about it. And so they're just constantly draining the energy out of the room, complaining about their boss or they hate their job, but they will never quit. They'll never do anything about it. Stuff always seems to be going wrong in their life. And, uh, you try to help them. You try to share advice, but they never listen. They never try. They just drain your energy. So unless you are a licensed therapist or you're a psychiatrist or a counselor that someone is hired to play this role, this type of relationship, this dynamic, it isn't really fair to you. And I've minimized my time with people like this and I've eliminated some of these people from my life and it's definitely made my life better. I just don't have time for these energy drainers anymore. Um, number four, the never reciprocators. So in my younger years, I had some friends who were really good at asking for favors, but never returned the favor. They never reciprocated. Uh, I can remember one friend that I helped move at least three times during college, if I can remember, I mean, at least three. And then when it's my turn to move, because you know, when you're younger, you move a lot. This person just never seemed to be available. They never once helped me move. Not once, but they didn't stop asking me to help them. And I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to be your free moving service. Friends help each other. And it seems like I'm only helping you. And you probably have a few people in your life like this. You know, you're the one who's always making the effort to keep a friendship going. They never reciprocate the effort. 
someone who never returns the favor of buying lunch. I can remember some folks that magically forgot their wallet every time we all went out to lunch and we always bought them lunch and they never once paid for their lunch or bought us lunch. Somebody that you help when they're in a bind, you're always there for them, but they're never available for some mysterious reason to help you over and over again. Never. Or the friend or family member who borrows money but never pays you back. Or the family member that you always travel to visit, but they never seem to be able to make a visit to you. You'll travel hundreds or thousands of miles to see them over the years, and they never once reciprocate. They don't come to visit you. You know, a healthy relationship has to have some give and take from both sides. So if you're in a one-sided friendship, you have to ask yourself, is this person really my friend? Or are they just using me? Number five, the chronic complainers. Wow. So these people always have something to complain about. Always. They never seem happy with anything in life. And they always feel like they're the victim. They are the victim in every situation. No one has it as hard as they do. Life is really hard. And mostly what these people are seeking is sympathy. They want validation. Oh, you poor thing. If, yeah, that's not, that's not fair to you. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but offering advice or trying to help these people, it doesn't work. It could actually backfire. You know, I've had probably more than a few people come back and then complain, your advice didn't help. Your advice didn't work. It's like, okay, don't take it. Maybe I'm done offering it. You know, unfortunately, this victim mentality can be part of someone's personality. It's what makes them them. They don't know what they would do if they weren't complaining all the time. And they just never seem to change. Over the years, they stay the same. So you got to minimize your time around these people or it's, it's going to wear you down. It is going to tear you down. Number six, the always blamers. I know someone who always blames whoever their current employer is for their terrible work experiences. Work sucks. My boss sucks. My job sucks. And the problem is, if I look back over the years or even decades this has been going on, they've said this about every single employer. Now, how is that possible? How does every single employer, every single boss suck? And there is a uh, quote, if you've ever watched the show Justified, it's from Raylan Givens, a character in the show. And I'm going to clean this up. Um, if you run into a jerk in the morning, you ran into a jerk. If you run into jerks all day, you're the jerk. And that's kind of true. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if everybody's the problem, you're actually the problem. And some people just want to blame anyone else and anything else for their problems. They will never take personal responsibility. They refuse to. Of course, that means this person is doomed to live a powerless life. If you ne never take responsibility, if you blame everyone else for your problems, if they're the ones causing all this, then you have no power. You're powerless. But I, I guess maybe that's what they'd rather have. They'd rather be powerless than take any ownership or responsibility. 
And nothing makes me more weary than someone who refuses to take ownership and would rather just blame everybody else. It's always someone else's fault. And, and like I said, sooner or later, they're probably going to blame you too. You just got to move on. These blamers are tiresome people. Number seven, the never enoughers. I've worked for some managers who were just never satisfied. No matter how hard you worked, it was never enough. No matter how well things turned out, never enough. They wanted more, more, more. And I know some people have experienced a very similar thing with their parents. And that's, that's sad. It makes me really sad. I was talking with somebody about this. They'd get an A on a test and be so happy. And the parents like, huh, why didn't you get an A plus? You know, they place second in an event out of hundreds or thousands of people. And the parents like, hmm, you didn't get first. That's not good. And there's nothing wrong with some encouragement to become the best you can be. We all need a little push now and then. But it sure is hard to be around someone who never celebrates your wins because they want you to do better. You got to do better. It's never enough. And this can also happen with people who feel like you never do enough for them. You never do enough. You can never spend enough time with them. You can never show them enough love. You can never buy enough gifts. You can never give them enough praise. You never show enough gratitude. And it's just, they're a bottomless pit of neediness. At some point you just give up because you know they'll never be satisfied. You'll never be good enough. You'll never do enough. And that's no way to live. Number eight, the boundary steppers. These are people who step over your boundaries. And I wasn't so great at setting boundaries during my corporate career. I'd work late nights. I'd work weekends. I'd miss family events because I had a hard time telling my boss no. You know, I wanted to work hard and put in the extra effort and be the person who went above and beyond. However, I finally did recover my personal life and I developed boundaries when I started my own business. And I quickly discovered that I had to with uh, an early client. They started texting me late at night, you know, 10 o'clock at night, 11 p.m. at night. They were texting me over the weekend and they expected a quick response. Nights and weekends and they were getting upset that I wasn't always available. I was like, okay, I got to fix this. This is ridiculous. So I started adding clear boundaries and I started adding additional boundaries as I encountered new ways that people would step over your boundaries. Uh, client by client, I learned month by month and uh, I'm still doing it. I'm still setting boundaries because I still encounter people who will try to get past my boundaries to get what they want. But I no longer tolerate it. If someone doesn't respect my boundaries, they can move on. I don't need clients like that. I will fire clients. I have fired clients. I don't need friends like that either. Because when people don't respect your boundaries, it means they don't respect you. And do you really want someone like that in your life? Number nine, the never forgivers. There's a quote from Alexander Pope, to err is human, to forgive divine. And it's hard to be in a relationship with someone who can never forgive you for your mistakes. Or they claim to forgive you, but they use every opportunity to remind you about your failure, to remind you of that mistake. 
And that's always fun, right? If you've ever spent time with someone like this, you know how bad it feels. You end up carrying the burden of your mistakes forever. And being human, you will make mistakes, lots of mistakes. Life is too short to spend time around people who will never let you apologize and move on. Get them out of your life. Uh, Number 10, final one. Bad influencers. There's a quote from Jim Rohn that I've shared before. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that is very true. I was just talking about this with my friend Nate Davis. He was on my Invincible Solopreneurs podcast. uh, And I shared a link to that in the uh, written version of this. But you can go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com. If you want to find that or search for Invincible Solopreneurs on uh, your favorite podcast app. Uh, we had talked about this. Making a new inner circle of friends was an essential part of him building a more successful life, having a more successful career. He had some folks that were a bad influence in his life. And the people who will have the most influence on your life are the ones you spend the most time with. So you got to choose wisely. Does your inner circle lift you up? Do your closest friends encourage you to become your best self? Do they help you? Or does your inner circle hold you back? Do they drag you into negative habits like drinking too much every weekend? And that will happen. Sometimes your old friends are threatened when you try to change your life, when you try to improve yourself. It's a very common behavior of old friends to try to pull you back. They don't want to see you change. They don't want to see you succeed. It makes them feel bad about themselves too. And if someone is a negative influence on you, you need to minimize your time with them or eliminate it altogether. I mean, maybe you could flip it around and you could become a positive influence that helps them improve their life. But if that fails, you got to move on. You got to move on. So there you have it. That's uh, This is a good New Year's resolution. we got a few weeks before you have to think about that. The 10 types of people who can make your life really unpleasant if you let them linger and have more of an influence over your well-being than they should, right? And that is the uh, one-uppers, the yum-yuckers, the energy drainers, the never-reciprocators, the chronic complainers, the always-blamers, the never-enoughers, the boundary steppers, the never forgivers, and the bad influencers. Um, and it's tough. I know this is a tough resolution to make. It's even tougher to keep. It really is. But minimizing or eliminating your time around people like this will improve your quality of life. It will. I encourage you to try it. It has certainly made me feel happier and uh, really improve my emotional well-being. Try it. Let me know how it works out for you. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck with pursuing the life of your dreams so you can be happier, healthier, and more fulfilled.